This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Yeah, let's do it. What you need to know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Here she is standing by, ready to go to tell us what we all need to know. Lindsay Baseball. Well, Cappy, what you need to know is that the Gardos have come back against the Dodgers, and it is now 7-3 to three in, uh, I don't have my glasses on, what is it, the bottom of the seventh with two outs. Gardos have nobody on, uh, still at bat. So, yeah, they made quite the comeback there. I guess that Dodgers bullpen isn't isn't uh, holding up so well, which, you know, really, really hasn't. Not really a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, on the other hand, um, the Dodgers have been on fire. I want to say they've won, what is it, mm-hmm. you know, 11 of their last 12, something like I that. I think they won 11 in a row. Yeah, they so have. here's the point. Um, it is kind of, of a surprise. of all the teams for them to break that streak, it had to be, or it could possibly end up being the Gardos. So the score right now is is Cleveland is up 7-3 over the Dodgers? Correct, Amundo. They just scored 5 in the 7th right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just uh, getting back on the game here. Yeah, 7-3, two outs, bottom of the seventh, nobody on. At least that's where I'm at in the game. Yes. Wow, big comeback. Dodgers jumped out to a 2-0 lead, took a 3-0 lead, and now they find themselves down 7-3. Huh. I think that Oof. the bullpen is going to be a problem in the playoffs. This has been a hell of a seventh inning for Cleveland. Well, you, know, you, mentioned, guys. you mentioned the bullpen. Is the bullpen going to be a problem? Is, is, the, is the starting rotation going to be a problem? I think the starting rotation, if everyone is healthy from this point forward, I think the starting rotation can be good enough. Well, that's it. But the it, bullpen, it, it, it's with that if they're healthy. It's, it's the old AD story, right? Yep, but the bullpen, I oh, think, has story. Dodger fans nervous, and I get it. I mean, who's, who's like your go-to reliever? Phillips. Rooster Gratterall, Phillips, that's Joe about Kelly. it. No, Joe if Kelly. He, I mean, if Joe Kelly stays Joe Kelly, healthy, though, he's got to stay healthy. There's well, another guy. And he's also, Joe Kelly's an adventure. Like, Joe Kelly can be effective, yeah. but nobody ever watches Joe Kelly walk out to the mound. It's like, all right, this is going to be a smooth ride, baby. No, Joe Just Kelly's smooth an attitude ride through guy. the inning. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's, he's a personality, an attitude. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago when, uh, when he struck out Tatis and, uh, and he sat there and he called him an effing B. And, you know, I mean, dude, that's – Dodgers didn't have that guy necessarily. They brought him back. It's so. it's so crazy, too, to me that this guy is a Dodger fan favorite and they've they have managed to forget that they used to despise Joe Kelly because he broke Hanley Ramirez's ribs with, with, a, with an inside pitch. When he was with the Cardinals, he threw a pitch. It was unintentional. Like, there would have been no reason for him to hit Ramirez in this situation, but he had a fastball get away from – and it actually broke Ramirez's ribs, and it hurt the Dodgers in the playoffs. Joe Kelly used to be despised by Dodger fans. Right. But you know how it goes. Yeah. Um, you hate him when he's not on your team, and you love him when he is on your yep. team. Yep. Well, I mean, look, man. He, I mean, he is one of the biggest fan favorites over, like, the last decade. Just that, that face. He became, you know, a thousand Dodger memes. So are you telling me that right now the Guardians with a 7-3 lead over the Dodgers is what we needed to know? Uh-huh. Okay, gotcha. Just want to make sure. Hey, um, El Segundo is up 9 nothing over Rhode Island. Rhode Island is getting their last hacks here in the bottom of the sixth because these kids are about to have said, hey, we had a magical run in the summer, 
and uh, we're going back to school, and everybody's going to be like, okay, hey, you guys were Little League World Series kids, but El Segundo is about to knock these dudes out 9 nothing in the bottom of the six with nobody out, with one runner on, and I'm going to say that I don't think Rhode Island is about to mount a monster comeback here. No, it's I believe it's a final for Rhode Island. It, it is, is a almost the fi- final. It is almost a final. I, I feel <laughs> confident saying it is a final. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. That's what you need to know. Being brought to you by Morago Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Yeah, they got a reliever in right now for El Segundo. Yeah, looks like they're just uh, replacing their pitcher. Looks like they're bringing in some little dude. Colby Lee, five foot 88 pounds. Some little dude. Yeah, they're he, is, bringing... he is small, real By small. By the way, Colby Lee must be a hell of an athlete. To be five foot 88 pounds and you're on this team, you're, you're a good athlete. Well, and, and listen, it's also 9 nothing. So it's like, yo, Colby, let's go. Let's get- <laughs> Aw, he's the mop-up guy for the Little League. Well, he, I love that so we've invented why. this. We have no idea. <laughs> no, no, it's true. He is, he is the mop-up he's kid. He's the Little League mop-up guy. He, he's oh, the, I love listen, you. He's, he's probably the guy who's sitting on the end of the bench. He's a utility player, you know, plays a couple of different positions. They're like, hey, listen, because in Little League baseball, here's the one thing about this, Andy. I don't know if you've ever been around it or coached it or anything. When you get to this point – Everything is about pitch count. So you have you know how many pitches a pitcher can pitch and how many days rest the kid needs. Um, and it's all based on the rules. It's not based on an opinion. So, you know, this little dude that they brought in, 5 feet, 88 pounds, my man, we just need you to eat an inning here. Not even. Well, yeah, full inning. But still, though, he has to be really good just to be on this team. He's got to be really, really good. Five foot, 88 pounds. They just had the entire infield wrapped around him. It looks like everybody is Anthony Davis's height, and this guy is like this tiny little peanut. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's, uh, if we're using the basketball analogy, he's their old Boykins. Okay, there you go. Do you remember old Boykins? I do, but I thought you might use somebody that was, you know, like currently on the Lakers. You know what I mean? There's like, nobody that gonna... little. There's nobody That's that true. small. Right, even like a Dennis Schroeder's not with the team anymore. No. How tall was he? He was... Uh... He was listed at like six or six one, but I believe he's lying. He's probably yeah. about five eleven, like five two, five three, like Spud Webb. Yep, you know, or old hey, Boykins. I, I think my man here is going to come in and pitch some junk, though. This little so? dude, this little dude, your mop up guy, right? My, Whoa, my. he just breezed right past a Rhode Island batter, got him out. Maybe we've been underestimating this guy. <laughs> Actually, the way he's the way he's sort of sheepishly celebrating, I think maybe we weren't. <laughs> he's like, wow, that worked. I got the dude out. Well, he absolutely fan this guy he had no he had absolutely no chance hey um speaking of baseball i mean we were speaking of baseball weren't we um coming up tomorrow we are taking the show on the road another one of these guerrilla warfare kinds of broadcasts a couple weeks ago for the u.s women's national team man we plugged into a dartboard jack and we did a full-on radio broadcast throughout los angeles from a dartboard this time we're going to morales's backyard i got 50 feet of, of cable that I'm going to run. I'm going to lay cable at Morales' house tomorrow, Andy Kamenetsky. What do you think about that? I think it's a bold proclamation right there. You do, do you? Yeah. Oh, right. oh no, an error. El Segundo just had an error. They could have had the second. They are struggling to pick up this ball. Well, that's because it. little dude, 5 feet, 88 pounds, is not really a pitcher. He's just a guy that they're asking to you know, eat no, some th- innings. This, this, was an infi- this, this was a playable. I'm not, I'm not putting it on our guy. Okay. This was not, not on not, him. Not putting it on little man, huh? No, not, this was not little man's fault. This was, okay. a, play- this was a playable sequence. Oh, dude, third a- baseman to yeah. the second baseman. See, this and was playable, the- and then they're kicking the ball around. Like right. You know what they looked like? They looked, they looked like us. 
Cappy. They looked like us in the softball <laughs> game. Softball game. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I hate to say it. They had a little bit of Yates in them. Uh, El Segundo, runners on uh, first and second for Rhode Island, one out, bottom of the sixth. And uh, El Segundo's got a new pitcher, and the infield is in. And let's see what happens here if they can turn two and win this thing and get back into the winner's bracket. All right, AK is in. And coming up, we've got Angels baseball at 630. So Andy's got the floor next. He's got dealer's choice. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks, Chris. And because Lindsay mentioned my boys, I had to go with this one. Oh, yeah. It just reminded me of when I was young, and I know every part of this song, and I wish I knew the dance because I don't. I've never been good at dancing choreographically, but I love this song. Why don't you get the boo to do the dance? I mean, he could. I can do the singing. He could do the dancing, but. Andy, have you ever seen seen Laura's boyfriend, the boo, dance? I have never seen him specifically dance. All I've really seen him do is fawn over Laura. (laughs) That is not true. That is absolutely 100% true. So I can true. tell you the times I've seen him fawn over you. Look, Laura, are you him. embarrassed? Are you, are I'm you not a- embarrassed. What? The boo fawns he on you. What can you do? like a kitten. I don't think that's... I mean, I know he loves me. No, 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 no. Me? It's not just that. He is, he fawns over you. Like, he so. is just... He is one big goo-goo eye when he's around you. Why don't you get the boo to do this dance? He probably would. He's going to be here in a bit. So. Andy, you don't understand. The boo can rock. He really can dance. I mean, he ain't Bergman, but he can get down. <laughs> no, he's better. A few people are Bergman. He, I don't, I mean, he's I better. Oh. I don't know. If 100% better? Yeah. I don't know about that. Dance off? He used, oh, pfft, he'll kill him. Wait, I saw a dance off happen. No, he I saw he it at the stepped, sunset room. He stepped back to let Greg shine. Well, he did step back to let Greg shine because yeah. Greg was shining. But, the but don't get it like, twisted. My oh, man I'm, can outshine Greg any day, all day. Oh, oh hell no. Let's not get it. I could see oh, you, Kev. Oh, Let's not get it twisted. Oh, I got it twisted. Okay? I clearly got it and twisted. Yes, I, do. <laughs> I thought the boo backed up because he was like, hey, I'm, hey the floor no. belongs to, to Greg. And, well, at that moment. Greg got those moves. I'm backing down. At the moment, but he didn't back down. He just backed to the side so Greg okay. could have a shine. There's right. a difference, Cap. backed off. All right. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, El Segundo wins the game. The final score, 9-3. So they were up 9 nothing. And they brought in a relief pitcher, somebody just, you know, hey, look, we, we got to conserve arms here. And they brought in this little dude, and he, he figured it out. He did give up three runs, so there goes the shutout, but who cares? I got a little nervous, Cappy, because remember I declared it a final. Right. And then all of a sudden Rhode Island gets a couple runs. I'm worried that I jinxed this not just for El Segundo, but for little dude. Yeah, right. Uh, little dude got out of it. Yes, he did. And, and so now um, El Segundo <laughs> will move on. 
Congrats. They will move on. That's pretty awesome. I, I, Ireland said uh, when we were doing crosstalk that the entire South Bay is just caught up in this. Oh, dude, that's what happens, man. Communities, when your Little League team makes it all the way to the Little League World Series, people get really, really into it. You know? Kids become stars. No, it's super cool, man. I mean, and this five is some- years later, you're like, whatever happened to those guys? This is something they're going to remember. Like, little dude is going to remember this for the rest of his life. No doubt. I got a chance to pitch in the Little League World Series. That's cool. All right, Andy Kamenetsky, um, we are going to get out of here early today for Angels Baseball. Tomorrow, we've got a backyard broadcast at Morales' house. I mean, it is pure guerrilla warfare kind of radio broadcasting. No professional engineering of any kind. It's literally me showing up with my equipment, and between me, Lindsay, and Morales, we're going to try and get ourselves on the air. But today, Andy Kamenetsky, the floor belongs to you, sir. Time for dealer's choice. Okay, well, I think we can all agree that Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, has done well for himself. He is estimated to be worth $5.1 billion. But as it turns out, even someone like him who hosts Shark Tank and you know evaluates the potential profitability of these different companies, he can't peg everything correctly. It turns out he was on uh, Kevin Hart's talk show on Peacock, Heart to Heart, that he turned down an opportunity to invest 250k on a 10 mil valuation for Uber. Mm-hmm. Had he have gone through with this opportunity, don't tell me yet. I want to. I want to take a guess. Take a guess. If he would have put in $250,000 yep. to Uber at a $10 million valuation, today that 250000 would be, I'm taking a guess here, $250 million. Higher. $500 million. Higher. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. How much? $2.25 billion. Jeez. $2.25 billion. Wow. He thought the valuation should have been $5 million. It was offered to him at $10 million, and that's ultimately what led him to not make this investment. Clearly, he got this wrong, and he is the first to admit he really got this wrong. Well, you know, he wasn't the only guy who uh, missed out on Uber early, as I recall, um, Ashton Kutcher, the actor, yeah, who is also known as a you know startup entrepreneur, yeah, he and, does a, uh, he does early a lot stage of investor, that stuff. yeah, he also has told the stories. I, I'm trying to remember um, Uber and um, oh gosh, I'm I'm trying uh, like maybe Airbnb. These are companies that somehow got in front of Ashton Kutcher very very early. Uh, we're not looking for a ridiculously large amount of money for an investor like him, and he. He also kind of turned them down early a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, look, nobody knows everything. You know what I mean? Like, they're even the best at this stuff, or the people who just have enough, you know, fu money, just be like, all right, you know what? It's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like, if this doesn't work out, I can afford it, and then some. Mm-hmm. Even those type of people who will just often do the investment for the opportunity, they miss out sometimes. I mean, like clearly, Mark Cuban understands business. Like he, he is somebody that can, I think, see the viability broadly speaking for a lot of different opportunities. But this is one. Either he misread, you know, the viability of the company, or he just got caught up. Maybe he may have gotten too caught up in the valuation. Well, but here's the other part of it: you know, when guys like Mark Cuban become ultra, ultra, ultra wealthy, you know what also happens to those guys? They become the smartest person around. Yep. And listen, no knock on Mark at all, because I will tell you, Andy, in real life, Mark Cuban has been unbelievably generous to me with his time. Um, I've had Mark Cuban look at my business. 
I've had him give me feedback. I've talked to him about investing. He's explained to me what he sees that, that's problematic for me. He's helped me fix a few things in my business, like believe it or not. Um, very, very generous. No, he's always had a reputation as extremely accessible. Like yeah. I, I know, for example, one time for a piece, I, a small piece I was writing about the Dallas Mavericks, I wanted to get a quote from Cuban, and I emailed him. And I got I got a response back in like 15 minutes. Yeah, no, he's very good like that. And um, yeah, I asked him about Bitcoin once, and we were talking about it on the air, and I emailed him during the show, and he wrote me right back with a response. Yeah, he's, he's like that. Yeah, he, he really is cool like that. And he, he said to me, he said, look, man, he goes, I'm looking at your business, and he said, I'm, and I'm, I'm getting into details here, Andy, but he's like, I'm looking at your cap table. He said, and I'm telling you right now, you, in your role, you don't have enough equity in the company because when you go out to raise institutional money, people will look at you and say, he doesn't have enough skin in the game. He's not going to be committed long term. He said, so you have to change the way your cap works, and here's what you need to do. And I swear to you, he was, I mean, he was right on. Um, it was a really important thing that we had to do. We had to fix something in our company, and it was all because Cuban had made that suggestion. Did it to end us. up helping? Helped, helped huge. It helped in, in a huge way when it came to fundraising because of exactly what he said. People will be worried that you, as the founder, don't have enough equity. Right, you're going to be leaving them around. holding the bag as opposed right. to yourself. Right. So that's really that. Listen, um, Cuban is. Here's why Mark Cuban is so famous. He went from really not having a company to creating something that was completely new. By the way, Andy, um, when when Mark Cuban started, this is probably in like 1990. Four-ish, five-ish, six-ish, somewhere in that neighborhood. I was working at this radio station in Miami, and it was the very first radio station to go on the Internet with his technology, right? So I knew Mark in the early, early, early days. In fact, the guy who was the sales guy for us, he went and left and went to Dallas and went to work for Mark Cuban. And when Mark sold his company to Yahoo, this friend of mine you know, made a big score and has lived the rest of his life on that. Wow. You know? Um but Cuban wow. sold his company, made all that money back then, bought the Dallas Mavericks, became a big personality. That's why they put him on TV. Just because he's on Shark Tank doesn't mean he's the smartest business guy on the planet. No. Look, all, all of these guys have misses. I mean, like, if, if you're going to go out there trying to invest in this many opportunities, as these guys often do, and try to put your fingers in as many pies as these guys often do, you're going to put your finger in the wrong pie occasionally. Like, that's just it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, and this story came out just recently. Cuban was talking about this on a podcast. Is that what he said? Yeah, uh, he was. It was Kevin Hart's. Oh. It's not a podcast. It's uh, Kevin Hart's talk show. Uh, he's got one on Peacock. Is, oh, it's not like where he's sitting in the uh, cold tub talking to people. I, I think that one's different. I think this might be the one where he was making fun of the Island Boys. Island Boys. Island Boys. Yeah, I've not. not I not actually, what you need to know or whatever. This is when I first learned that Kevin Hart has a show called Heart to Heart on Peacock. I had no really? idea. I saw Kevin Hart in a concert a few months back, and um, it was in an outdoor venue at a fair. Dude, I was like shocked that Kevin Hart would play the fair. Dude, he crushed it. I've never seen Kevin Hart in person. Have you? Uh, I've never seen him in person. I mean, I've seen him. I've never seen him perform in person. I have seen him out in person. No, no, I've never seen him perform in person. And during COVID, he did like this stand-up special where he was in his house and he had like 50 people sitting on couches. And I was like, this is just not funny. And, and I love Kevin Hart. I saw him perform stand-up live in front of a big, giant outdoor venue. 
crushed it. Well, I'm it. sure it's it's easier for him as a stand-up to be feeding off the energy of a larger crowd than something that small and intimate, you know, in his in his living room. Like, you know, that that can work for like a concert, you know, like a more acoustic concert, something like that. But for stand-up, you really need that roar of the laughter in the crowd. You know, some some stand-ups actually say that the smaller, like I guess, more diverse crowds like that are really good for working out new material. Oh, absolutely. Because you get a good feel for like, you know, a, a lot of times in those bigger venues, it's people who are all fans of yours and they're paying a lot of money to see you. So if you go to somewhere like a fair where it probably doesn't cost so much and it's people like, oh, he happens to be here, I'll check him out. And then you can kind of get a gauge for people who aren't necessarily your fans and see if it's actually funny. I don't know, man. I, I think that the people who were at this, they were all fans of him as a movie star. And I, I, listen, I'm telling you, there must have been seven, eight, nine thousand people in a monster grandstand. He was very far away from the audience. It wasn't, you know, there was no, it's not like being at the forum where there's a, a roof, you know, and then you can keep it all, all the sound in. I thought he just absolutely knocked it out of the park. I know Kevin Hart is a huge 710 listener. He's probably driving around listening right now. My man crushed it, knocked it out of the park, and then also gave us all this information about Mark Cuban. All right, it's time for us to get out of here, Andy. Way past time. Are you ready for us to go? Let's do it. I was waiting for the music to come on. There we go. All right, listen, we're out of here. Sedano's back tomorrow, and we are going to go backyard brick on Chris Morales tomorrow. I am so fascinated by this. Why don't you come? You know, maybe I will. Come to Morales' house. Maybe I will. All right, we're back tomorrow. Andy, what a great job you did, not just today, but over the last couple of weeks, man. We really appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Anytime, man. It's always fun being with you. Lindsay Baseball, the Queen, Funchy, we're back tomorrow for Morales' Backyard. Angels Baseball coming up right now. Peace out, everybody.